For some people, having a child is the ultimate dream come true, but for others who cannot conceive for whatever reason, it becomes a nightmare. Soon they find that they would do absolutely anything to have a child. But how far exactly would they go? This is the story of the murder of Bobby Joe Stinnett. It's Halloween. Actually, yesterday was Halloween, but I'm going to tell you about some murders that occurred on Halloween that have changed the way things have that we do now, as far as like checking your candy. Oh. All relates to a murder that happened on Halloween. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the history of Dia de los Muertos. From time to time, during the How Did We Miss That podcast, we may talk about details of crimes that some may find triggering or disturbing. Listener discretion is highly advised. did we miss that? Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to How Did We Miss That? I'm Christine. And I'm John. Yeah. Hey, anyway, <laughs> you reminded me while the music was playing that you did Halloween murders last year, but that's okay. I'm going to do something different, I think, because they didn't sound familiar. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope. If not, it'll just be a good uh, recap. Yeah, they're not in-depth. They're just little snippets. Snippets. It's okay. going to be good. Don't worry right. about it. Okay. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Since I figured this was after Halloween, I stopped my Halloween theme. Hey, that's so fine. To my old routine yeah, again. It's all good, man. So the one that I've got for you today, I'm going to warn, fair warning ahead of time. It's a little gruesome. I'll tell you where you probably want to skip ahead. Okay. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Um, I know we have at the beginning... As a blanket trigger warning, but this one's not the funnest. Most fun? Most fun. Uh, don't ask okay. me. You're not the that murder is fun. Wow, that didn't sound good. Well, at all. it is for the, I'm sure it is for some people. The murderer is probably having a good time. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Why all else right. would they do it? Let's talk about Bobby Joe, shall we? Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe Stinnett. She was eight months pregnant and she was so excited to be a first time mother. Her and her husband, Zeb, lived in Missouri and owned a dog breeding business that was somewhat successful. But with the baby on the way, the couple needed all of the money they could get. So Bobby Joe also worked at a manufacturing plant in nearby Maysville. Bobby Joe would happily talk to anyone that would listen about her soon-to-be new arrival. She had watched as family members and even her dogs gave birth to beautiful babies. And even though she had only been married for about a year at this point, she had never been happier even during the most difficult parts of being towards the end of a pregnancy, which are not fun. I wouldn't know. She didn't care. She was so happy. I haven't when been she pregnant couldn't like before, bend down and tie her shoe or you really, it's really stop that bad? and catch her breath. If you like walk up one stair, is it really that bad? It's really bad. Oh. It really is. That I bad. guess I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I don't think you were <laughs> twice, twice. You weren't paying attention. Yeah, probably for not. 18 whole months. Technically you were not paying attention to me. I'm a busy man. You know, what can I do? I, yeah. I did, I did my part. Okay. The rest is up to you. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, one of her favorite places to talk about the baby was an online chat room for people with rat terriers. Oh, you want to know what it's called? It's yeah, really I cute. do. I do. Ratter chatter. Oh, it's pretty cute. That's very cute. It's very clever. It is. 
Through her many conversations in the chat room, Bobby Joe met and made friends with a woman named Lisa Montgomery. Not only did they have their love of rat terriers in common, Lisa was also about to give birth. Hmm. Or so she told Bobby Joe. The two talked constantly about their pregnancies, babies, and of course, Bobby Joe's business, Happy Haven Rat Terriers. She was used to placing the rat terriers in her care into new homes often, and had lots of people coming and going, as you probably could assume that a kennel or a, you know, foster home would be. Yeah. So on December 16, 2004, a woman with glasses, sandy brown hair, and very little makeup on came to Bobby Joe's wanting to adopt a dog. And this didn't seem weird to her in the slightest. Mm -hmm. She said that her name was Darlene Fisher. As was the custom, Bobby Joe opened the door and graciously invited her guest inside. Since she had never had any reason to worry, she was alone in the house at the time. Yeah. Bobby Joe turned to guide her guest through her home and Darlene, who I guess I can probably tell you now was not actually Darlene, but was Lisa Montgomery. The one that I just mentioned was also pregnant, apparently. Okay. Mm-hmm. She took this as her sign that it was time to strike. She had brought a pink neon rope with her. You know, those ropes like the one that our dog leash is made out of, or they yeah. make like the harnesses for climbers and yeah. stuff, that yeah. kind of neon rope. Mm-hmm. So she took one of those out. Fighting for her yeah. life and the life of the unborn baby she was carrying, Lisa was trying so hard to get her off of her, but she couldn't do it. So she finally just ran out of air. She died, fell to the floor. Oh. Yeah, kind of sad. Yeah. I wish I was able to tell you that that was the end, that she just died and Lisa left. But unfortunately, no. No? I cannot tell you that is the end. But wait, there's more. There is more, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) Wish there was not. I wish that was it. I wish that was the end of my story. Lisa was not done. And this is, here's my trigger warning for anybody that does not want to hear any gore. This is the time. Should I play like a little tone or something? No. Okay. But skip ahead maybe like, I don't know, 30 seconds-ish. Okay. Ahead. All right. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. I'm going. You're going. Here it goes. I'm going. Grabbing the knife she had brought with her, Lisa began to cut into the pregnant woman's belly. Though the weapon was getting slippery with Bobby Joe's blood, Lisa kept working until she felt the knife pierce Bobby Joe's womb. You see, months earlier, she had done research on cesarean sections. Hmm. Anne was pretty confident in what she was doing. She reached inside, freed the still-living fetus, cut the umbilical cord, and then fled from the house, leaving Bobby Joe in a pool of her own blood. End of trigger warning. (laughs) (laughs) You may come back now. Yeah, not good, right? Awful, yeah. I can't imagine that, Mm. like, watching that when a doctor's doing it, so I'm glad you didn't have to get that. No. But yeah, just doing it with a, you know... Probably less than sharp knife. Gross. I had to tell like whoever was taking down our birth plan in my file that if for some reason I needed an emergency C-section that they needed to put me asleep because I would pass out or throw up. They can't or, do that though, right? I think they can put you to it's sleep. It's not like you're sitting there looking at it. I think they put like No, a, but remember they were up. explaining that there's like smells and <laughs> you can hear things and there's pressure. And I'm like, oh, even thinking about it right now, I'm getting so <laughs> nauseous. Oh yeah, gross. Nope, 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 nope. All right. Anyway, a few hours later, Bobby Joe's mother came to the house to pay her daughter a visit. She would never be prepared for what she was about to walk into, as I'm sure you could imagine. Yeah. Upon seeing her daughter's lifeless and completely mutilated body, she collapsed to the floor, forcing herself to move to call the police. 
The police were dispatched to Bobby Joe's house immediately. And at the same time, Lisa Montgomery was on her way back to Kansas, holding the newborn in her lap the entire time. So happy and content. Don't you think she should know you don't hold a newborn? Put it in a seat. Prepared for everything else. Didn't have a baby seat. It's 2004. Yeah. We have baby seats. In abundance. In abundance. Anyway. So. I'm sure you are currently thinking exactly what I was thinking when I heard the story. How would you just explain the sudden appearance of a baby? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm reading this going, okay, so how is she going to explain this one now? Right. I, I I don't know. If I suddenly came home with a baby, wouldn't you be like, okay, <laughs> where'd you get the baby? Yeah. I, right? I'd have some questions. Yeah. I, I would think. Is, I would it, think, is it my baby? Is it your baby? Whose baby? Whose baby? <laughs> I think the family, I think the neighbors would be like, what? You have a baby? What yeah. happened here? Where did this okay? baby come from? Yeah. Right? Lots of questions. Yes. Well, Lisa had been planning this for months. She had told her husband and anyone that she could that she was pregnant. When questioned about it, she insisted that she was and that she was just carrying the baby differently. And that's why she did not look like she was pregnant. Carrying the baby differently. Yes. Now, okay. I hear the... I don't even, can't even think of the word right now. Incredulousness in your voice. Oh, you 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 can. I can. I can hear it. All right. It. Good job. I've watched a, a TLC show a time or two called "I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant." Yeah, you've seen those, I'm sure. Yeah, it's on TLC Network in the uh, in the Americas. Yeah, I'm not sure about over. But I those think they people those, are like four thousand pounds own. or something. Not so always. It's easy to tell. Not always, and that's what I was really? going to say. Sometimes people don't realize, and you can't even see it. You don't even know. That's crazy. It is crazy. So I'm I'm not going to call BS on this one just yet, because yeah. Okay. All right. Her husband Kevin just assumed that since she had already had four children from a previous marriage and that this would be his first child, that she obviously knew something that he didn't, so he didn't pry too much. Also, while he was talking to Bobby Joe in the chat rooms, I'm sorry, she, not he, was talking to Bobby Joe in the chat rooms, she was also searching for and printing ultrasound pictures and claiming they were her baby. Wow. She's all into this thing. Yeah. She even, the ultimate catfish. She even went as far as telling people that asked for pictures of her dogs in the chat rooms that it was too hard for her to bend down to take pictures so she couldn't take pictures of the dogs while she's pregnant. She's really selling it. Yeah, she's like really selling Man. it. So I'm just going to pause for a moment and tell you a little bit about Lisa Montgomery because right now you're probably thinking she is crazy, yes. right? Yeah, I was thinking that. I knew you were. I could see it. You're a mind reader. I can yeah. see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, she came from an abusive household in which her stepfather raped her repeatedly, which caused her to become an alcoholic at a very young age. Instead of calling the police or ending the relationship immediately, Lisa's mother reportedly threatened her with a gun because it was her fault, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Trying to escape this horrible situation, Lisa got married at 18 years old. When that marriage soon ended because of abuse, she got married again, resulting in another failed marriage, even more abuse, and now she has four children. Amazing. Yeah. History repeats itself. Yes. She decided to have a tubal ligation, which permanently blocks a section of the fallopian tubes, causing sterilization. Is that getting your tubes tied? Yes. All right. I didn't know there was I didn't an, say that. an official because, name? Yes, it's tubal ligation. Tubal ligation. Because... It's not technically actually tying your tubes. You're actually blocking a section of the tubes. So you're not tying them Yeah, don't them, they per se? cut them and then like close them off? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it, not the greatest life 
to have been brought up in, yeah. as you can tell. Mm-hmm. All right, so back to where we left off in our story. We know a little bit more about Lisa now. Mm-hmm. After leaving Missouri, Lisa made her way to Topeka and immediately called her husband. Her story was that she was out for the day in Topeka and had gone into premature labor. The baby was coming too fast for her to get help, so she just delivered this beautiful baby girl by herself. He just needed to come pick her up because she was in no condition to drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds totally legit, right? Well, the story I covered a couple weeks ago, she was able to drive after having the baby herself. Remember Mm, that? Look at that. Yeah. Interesting. False. But the husband's like, sure, I'll come get you. Yeah. Like, okay. you were pregnant? What? Oh, yeah, I'll come pick you up. Sure. No, she said she was. Yeah. He thought she was. (laughs) Oi. Anyway, meanwhile, back in Missouri, police had already put out an alert and called the FBI for backup because it was pretty clear to them right away what had happened. And they were worried that the baby had already been taken across state lines, Mm -hmm. which they were correct in that assumption. At this point, it was pretty, pretty clear who their main suspect was. The person who had an appointment with Bobby Joe just before she was found. Even though Darlene was not her real name, police were able to access Bobby Joe's computers and speak with people who belonged to the chat room, who gave them some valuable information and led, and led them to Lisa Montgomery's account. After they had this information, it was really easy to find the IP address that was registered to Kevin Montgomery. And in hours, they were pulling up to the Montgomery's house. Inside, Lisa was holding the day-old infant with her family and friends admiring the baby with her. Of course, they were completely puzzled when police busted through the door and arrested Lisa. I mean, I'd be going, what? Yeah, what's going on here? What's going on? <laughs> After DNA tests proved that it was Bobby Joe's baby, the baby was returned to Zeb Stinnett. The story shocked everyone involved, as well as those in Missouri and Kansas. The media covered the story, and it was all you could see for quite some time. During the trial, all the information about Lisa's past came out, and despite this, she was still sentenced to indefinite life in prison pending execution. Wow. That's a new one. I've heard it said that way before. Yeah. She actually still appeals the decision to this day, but I'm pretty sure she's never going to leave prison. Yeah. Yeah. As she shouldn't. No. That's crazy. That was short. I know. it was. I told you it was short. I keep getting feedback that people like the shortness. From on our show? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Where is this feedback coming from? From people I know who listen to our show. Like friends or people on the Instagram? No friends. It's probably because they hate hearing my voice, but that's okay. No, I think it's just, it's good. Get the story. You know, there's, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's some shows out there where they talk for like an hour before they even get to the story. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, um, as the executive producer, editor, financier, Whatever okay. else of this podcast, I'm very happy that it's short as well because I, I'm not just a, I don't just have the golden pipes. You know what I'm saying? I have to edit and produce as well, right? And it takes a lot of work, and uh, when it's long, it just makes that work even longer. All right. Well, dynamite comes in small packages. Yes, it certainly does. Yes. Save that for our other show, will you? Okay. <laughs> okay. We should probably advertise that show on here mm, when we're done. We're good. I think we should. <laughs> you There's a lot of people that listen to this that we can, maybe they can cross over. Oh. Yeah. I think they listen to this for a different reason than people would listen to our other one. What goes better than uh, murder and sex? I mean, not murder. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly? But Sure. <laughs> Almost anything except murder. <laughs> All right. You know how when uh, yesterday was Halloween. Right. Happy Halloween, everyone. 
You know how when you get the kids' candy home and we're yes. supposed to check it for... Which we didn't do this year for the first time in 11 blades years. And cyanide and all kinds of other bullshit right. out there. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that that's rooted in some history. Did you well, know I that? I assumed so. Ronald O'Brien has been called the man who killed Halloween and the candy man. On Halloween in 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien returned to his Houston home from a long night of trick-or-treating... His father, Ronald, gave him one last piece of candy, a pixie stick. So you know what those are? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, you should probably explain it, though, for people who are not. Uh... Those are those little balls, chocolate balls, right? No, that's a sixlet. Sixlet. Okay, well, then I don't know what it is. Pixie stick. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's the, sh- the sugar straw, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a piece of paper that's like the size of a straw, like a drinking straw. Yeah, and you just bite open the end. And it's filled with sugar, and you tear the end off, and you just dump a bunch of sugar in your mouth. And it's usually like flavored sugar, like because grape or something. yay, America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yay, uh, diabetes. Yay. <laughs> yeah, obesity. <laughs> Timothy, of course, ate the pixie stick instantly. Well, yeah. But within moments, he was vomiting. Oh, dear. And he died on the way to the hospital. After changing his story multiple times, police learned that Ronald was responsible for his son's death as he had poisoned the candy with cyanide. Turns out Ronald was in debt and had taken out a life insurance policy on his children. Oh, dear. A year later, he was found guilty of the murder and he was given the death penalty by lethal injection. Well, good. The murder left its mark, though. Parents today still check their kids' candy to see if it's been tampered with. Now, this is interesting. I, I want to talk about this for a minute, though. Yeah, that's that's the goal of this. But it was the guy's own kid. Yeah. It's not as if someone were giving other kids these candy laced with whatever correct yeah i see what you're trying to say here however you know how things go when people hear about something like oh i can do that oh and it'll kill somebody now i'm gonna try before this maybe people didn't even know that was a method of getting poison to the masses you know what i mean yeah but now they hear about this guy doing it and they're like "Ooh, i'm gonna try that this guy looks like a real douche canoe which one the ronald Mm -hmm. yeah he is yeah big douche canoe now I've got who can make the sun rise <laughs> stuck in my head. But <laughs> douche canoe? No, the candy man. You know that song. Oh yeah, I do. All right, here's a killing that remains unsolved to this day. Oh. A brutal killing on Halloween night in 1981. Photographer Ronald Sisman and Smith College student Elizabeth Platzman were beaten in their Manhattan apartment on Halloween night in 1981 before being shot dead. Their apartment was completely ransacked, but nothing was missing. Hmm. No prints were left behind, nothing. The case is just unsolved. Maybe it was the people that Still unsolved. took the artwork from <laughs> Isabella Stewart Gardner. And we've come full circle. Who is also D.B. Cooper. Who is also Boom. who is also who did DB Cooper look like? The Zodiac guy. I forgot to mention That's that right. when we covered that. Who was also released the, the drawing of him? He looked just like DB Cooper. Who also killed Martin Luther King Jr. and and John F. Kennedy. And works at the Denver Airport. <laughs> look at that. And <laughs> is secretly running Area 51. Boom. Boom. We covered we all it. of them. Did we, we cover all of them? No. Oh, wait a minute. Hitler's in Argentina. Don't forget about that. Was it Argentina? Or Antarctica. Antarctica, Via Argentina. Whatever. Well, like I mentioned yesterday was Halloween. Today is All Saints Day. See. The second is All Souls Day. And somewhere in there is Dia de los Muertos. It starts the first and ends the second. Correct. 
and it began as ceremonies practiced by the ancient Aztecs evolved into a holiday, which is recognized far beyond the borders of Mexico today. Correct. The Day of the Dead or Dia de Muertos. Why do we say los? Everything because I've read in my research Because Day of Muertos doesn't make sense. That would be Day of Death. Well, it is like Death Day is how it's translated, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's a holiday that races, uh, traces its earliest ra- roots. Wow. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. It's a holiday that traces its earliest roots to Aztec people in what is now central Mexico. The Aztecs use skulls to honor the dead. Right. A millennium before the Day of the Dead celebrations emerged with all the fancy skulls and stuff we see today. Skulls like the ones once placed on Aztec temples remain a key symbol in the tradition nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's continued for more than six centuries in the annual celebration to honor and commune with those who have passed on. I thought it was appropriate to cover this, not only because it's this day, but we talk all about death on this podcast. So, you know, if you've lost someone, God forbid, due to murder or death or whatever, or you want to honor one of the victims we've talked about over the past year, put them on your ofrenda. Put them on the ofrenda. (laughs) You've been ofrended. (laughs) (laughs) once the spanish conquered the aztec empire in the 16th century the catholic church moved indigenous celebrations and rituals honoring the dead throughout the year to the catholic dates commemorating all saints day because that's what the catholics do because we just take over everything i'm going to take this from you you don't get to do it anymore um and now it's on november 1st and 2nd like i said In what became known as Dia de Muertos on November 2nd, the Latin American indigenous traditions and symbols to honor the dead fused with non-official Catholic practices and notions of an afterlife. The same happened on November 1st to honor children who had died. That one's called like Dia de Inocentes. Sure. Sure. So anyway, yeah, it's a... It's a big tradition now. It's grown. It is. It's gone over the border. And in fact, uh, a couple of years ago, there was a shooting in Texas and they made like a giant ofrenda with all the victims, oh, skulls and candles nice. and whatever. Yeah. So, um, like I said, happy uh, Dia de los Muertos, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, whatever it is you want to call it. And uh, if you would like to honor any of the victims we've covered, ofrend them and put them on your ofrenda. Uh, ofrenda them. Ofrenda them. <laughs> <laughs> you were laughing when I said that uncontrollably. What's so funny? It's because it sounds funny. Because I like it. I wish somebody would offend to me and honor me. But someday. you're not dead. Well, when I do, I mean, I feel like nobody's going to care. That's not true. All of you listeners out there, all all hundred and whatever of you that listen per week, twenty two thousand strong, offend to me, please. But you're not dead. When I die. How are we going to know that you're dead? Well, I'm sure you'll carry on and do solo episodes or find a new co-host. Nope. Won't you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, Are you we, planning on dying soon? I, you never know. Because it sounds like you never know. know. Okay. You never know. There was this thing I saw on TikTok. It was, you're supposed to take the day you were born, mm-hmm. add it to the month you were born, something like that, and then subtract it from current year. And that was that's the year that you escaped death. If it hasn't happened yet, then that's the year you're going to die. <laughs> Something like that. We're going to have to work this out off the air because now I'm curious. Now I did, I'm really it, I did it and it was like, I don't remember, 2004 or something stupid like that. I'll, this may sound a little morbid, but if, 99, the, if the kids don't go to bed, this uh, candy trick sounds interesting. 
Just saying. Why don't we just lace it with like sleeping pills or it, Benadryl? That's fine. Yeah, I don't want to kill. We <laughs> Do don't we have, have life insurance. Them? Yeah, we don't have any life insurance. Not on so them. let's just lace it with. Some heavy sedatives. I love it. You into that? Yeah. All right. Let's if do if it. anyone heard that, don't repeat that. Okay. <laughs> but when I die, please put me on your ofrenda. Okay. All right. All right. Well, if you would like any more information on these cases, please make sure to follow us on social media at How Did We Miss That? And until next week, keep your head up and look out for each other. <laughs>